All right. Hey, folks, it's Jamie Oichel from runningrestaurants.com. We are here with another episode of Cracking the Restaurant Labor Crunch. I have David Rev Ciancio from Branded Strategic Hospitality with me. Good morning, David. How are you, man? I'm awesome, man. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited and hopefully uh, provide some insights that help. Glad to be here. Yeah. Yeah, appreciate it. Um, also want to uh, take a second to thank our diamond sponsor for the event, uh, Performance Food Service. They are at performancefoodservice.com. The logo is in the bottom corner, so check them out. Um, uh, David does a lot of uh, conferences, events, speaking, so he's seen a lot of stuff, so I wanted to bring him on. His specialty is marketing, and we can definitely you know poke it into your brain for some marketing insights. But since you're seeing so much out there, you talk to a lot of operators we're focused on the crunch part, this labor part, finding people, keeping people, all the uh, the stresses that are happening in the marketplace. What are you seeing, man? You know, it's it's crazy. I read it, and to, not to date this, but I read an article literally an hour ago <laughs> that basically was like, why is this happening, mm -hmm. right? And you could point it to the pandemic and the, the relief programs that were put out by both of the presidents that were part of this. And yeah, I like point to all those things, but like that's running out, right? So why are people not going back to restaurant jobs? Okay, why? There's really two main reasons, okay? And and it's like, well, these people, it's not that they're not going back to restaurant jobs. They're just not going back to crappy jobs, right? Restaurants happens to be a crappy job a little bit, okay? And there's two main reasons. One is uh, wages, right? They can get paid more doing something else, right? And number two is culture. Right. Restaurant, you know, you watch like these Gordon Ramsay shows and you got this guy he's screaming at people and yelling and like that is not not representative of what it's like to work in a restaurant. You know what I mean? There's there's a lot of demand and yelling and screaming. And you know, I'm not saying every restaurant's like that, but like we kind of like Hollywood, I guess, in a certain place mm -hmm. has glamorized, you know, anger in the kitchen. So if you have a if you if you have a little bit of a cushion or you're getting support from the government and you don't kind of have to go back to work right now, you're not gonna. And if you are, you're not gonna pick a place that's gonna pay lower than another job, another hourly wage. And you're certainly not gonna pick a place where like you're not gonna feel like a team member. You're not gonna feel like you're learning something. You're gonna be yelled at and screamed at, and you work holidays a week. I mean, it's obvious. I think it's just obvious, right? But that's what I'm seeing, and that's what I believe to be the truth. Listen, man, I think I kind of laser, laser beamed in on a couple of couple key things there that uh, in a conversation I had yesterday or the day before talking about the show, similar themes, but not not as much where you were, but really pointing to the fact that I think pre-COVID, pre-everything, pre, pre you know, two years ago, restaurants were able to get away with it, okay? You were able to get away with paying people poorly. Um, it just was an ex accepted practice. I'm not talking about everybody. This is just generally speaking, right? It, it was generally accepted that it was a lower wage environment with the conditions that you're talking about. And that was okay for whatever reason. And now structurally, like everything's changed, right? So like business mentality has changed. We're not going to go back. I don't think to the same environment that we were in before for, for, for marketing reasons, for service reasons, for, and then especially the people equation. People are realizing they can get paid more to do other stuff that they may enjoy more, um, whether it's because of the computer, Zoom, this, that, transportation, it's totally different. And so, yeah, your points are very well taken. Why go Why, why go to that restaurant and be treated that way for that money when I can do X, Y, Z else? So, so that is a strain in the marketplace. Um, and you're seeing folks combat it with uh, the, inc the the rise in wages, okay? And and that needs to happen. So we need to change our wages, our benefits, and our incentives, and our motivation, and our culture. 
what have you seen? What have you seen people do in that regard? Because there are very successful restaurants that have taken culture seriously for years, and those ones I think are going to win. But what can folks do now? What are they doing now to be creative, to find people, to change their culture? What are you seeing in that regard? Well, look, let, let's be clear. I mean, you already pointed this out. My lane is marketing, right? I'm I'm well versed and can speak deeply about marketing. I'm not an operations expert. I have operation thoughts, right? Marketing touches operations for sure. And I'm not a culture expert, but I have thoughts, right? Like that's not why people come to me for marketing, right? So I would tell you this, right? If you're an operator, if you know the operations are solid, right? If, if you know you can execute and deliver and your customer service is good and the food is great and people are happy, like if that's buttoned up, right? And if you've got your culture buttoned up, right? If you know it's a fun place to work, if you know it's rewarding, if you know there's advancement, if you know that there's uh, morale, if you know that there's a sense of team belonging, like if you have that buttoned up, okay? Again, I'm not the expert on either of those two topics. I have thoughts, but I'm not an expert, okay? The key here now is how do you apply marketing to it, right? This is the lane I can help you with, right? If, if the operation is buttoned up, if the culture is good, Okay, here's where most restaurants, even the really good ones trip up. Here's what they're not doing. Okay, they're not taking all the things that are special about being a team member. They're not taking all the moments that are make it fun to work there. They're not taking all those things that are a part of their culture, a part of who they are, part of their identity. And they're not sharing it with their customers. They're not putting it on social media. They're not putting it in, on their website. They're not putting it in their emails. They're not taking those moments. They're not sharing their culture with their customers. And I don't know what it is, but there's this like weird block with restaurants where like social media, as an example, is a channel for advertising your food and that's it, right? And I don't know why you wouldn't think that your diners, your guests, your customers could not also be your employees, right? Probably the easy, the probably the two easiest pools to shop from or to, to get new new um, employees from are referrals, right? Somebody who works there that has a friend or or family member that wants to work there as well, and from people who already like eating at your restaurant, That's right. right? So, and and I think the added benefit here, right, is that I firmly believe this. I don't think people choose a restaurant based on the food that they serve. I think the food that they serve is actually secondary to either convenience or experience, right? I, there's, I live in a tiny little town just outside of New York City. There, there's, we were three square miles. We have five pizza places. That's not absurd. This is New Jersey, right? <laughs> it's not absurd. But there are five. And, it's and I could walk to them. Three of them are on the same block. It's a weird town, right? Yeah, I have choice. Why do I pick Ferrazzoli's? Why do I go to Ferrazzoli's? Because I love their culture. I love walking in there. Everybody's smiling. Everybody's happy. They remember people's names. I see them treating each other with respect. They help out the local football team. Like their culture is just a part of their business. And I, no joke, Jamie, they are two doors down from a pizza place and across the street from a pizza place. Right? I could eat at any of those pizza places. And they're all convenient to me. They're all like the same distance from my house. But I happen to like Ferrazzoli's because I see how they interact with the high school students. I see how they interact with the community. Okay. Do you? So, I'm, gonna, I'm just curious. So let's stay there for a second. Do you notice um, you feel that way? Do you notice them being busier than the other places? Yeah, definitely. 
Okay. Oh, and like we have a local town Facebook page, and anytime somebody posts in there, where do you get pizza? It's fairs always, fairs always, fairs always, fairs always, yeah. fairs always. Like, you so know, they, they've kind of ingrained them into that marketing culture battle in the community. They've, they've. It sounds like they're because there's restaurants that do that. They just exist, and they have no feeling, and they're very blah. And 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 it's just a giant missed opportunity. And then there's ones like the, these guys. Obviously, are doing a great job integrating themselves in. So when you have a choice, boom, those are your guys. Yeah. Now, if Matt Farazzoli was on this call, I would beat him up a little bit because they're not so good about sharing it on social media. But my point, my point is, right? If you have a really great culture, and if your employees are really happy, and you're involved in the community, and there's opportunity to like advance your life in some way by being a team member share it because it's not just social media or email or like whatever your client, wherever you, however you communicate to your clients, it's not just a great way for recruiting. It's a great way to build rapport with your guests. It's a great way to get your guests to care about what's important to your business and what sets you apart. You know, we'll, we'll use pizza since we're down that lane here, right? I don't care what dough you put. I don't care what flour you put in the dough. No consumer is like, Oh, this place uses double zero. I'm going there like this many people they're going there because man that place is awesome man that place is cool man that place is great i love going there they smile like if you if the culture is buttoned up you have to promote it and it's going to help you recruit it's going to help you retain it's going to help with guest retention like there's so many benefits to sharing what's awesome about your business yeah with your guests question for you this I think if we were to go to 100 restaurant websites and we went to the little tab, if they even have the tab on their website that says jobs or employment, on uh, let's just let's use a, a big number, 90% of them, they're probably going to be very generic, generic and poorly done. So I think it would be your suggestion, like, definitely take advantage of that, right? What what could they do there? You, you, they could have a fun video, they could have posts, pictures. Nobody does it. I I, I don't see it. Have you seen anybody do it well or? What would it look like if they did it well? Uh, I don't know if you know Sean Walchef from from Cali Barbecue. They do an amazing job. Yeah, they they do an amazing job, Uh, and I'm sure there are other people out there. But you know, uh, you're right. Like, spice it up, make it fun. Here's the thing, okay? I I work with a lot of technology companies, right? And I get on the phone with them, and they're like, and they're like, feature, feature, benefit, feature, feature, benefit, feature, feature, benefit. Nobody buys features or benefits, okay? Nobody. People buy results right? And food is the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not buying the grande cheese you put on your, your pizza. It's a fantastic cheese. I'm buying the experience around eating. Okay. And so when you're recruiting, you can't be recruiting on features and benefits. You've got to be recruiting on the experience. What am I going to gain as an employee by coming to work there? What will be different about my life? And if, if all that's different is I got money in the bank. You're not setting yourself apart. Well, I, I will tell you this. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I agree hundred percent. And then, and then money has become an equation in terms of flipping where you go in terms of that initial, wow, $200 bonus there, 500 there, and even a thousand dollars at a place down the street. So that has been dramatically different. So let's, let's stick there. Have you seen anybody do good? Uh, you know, we talked about some, some social stuff and web Anything interesting that you've seen um, attraction-wise or retention-wise to keep people, whether it's a client or marketing that you've seen as, as you've traveled around places, uh, whether it's, it could be a sign in the in, in the restaurant, a table tent, a mar- what, 
what have people done that you've seen might work for attraction, uh, attraction and retention? Of, of guests or employees? No, of, of this finding new staff, right? I mean, just if you're looking, to, you, you have an A player, you don't want to lose them because someone else is meanwhile trying to grab them like crazy. So you, you don't want to lose the ones you have. Have you, have you kind of come across any stories where people uh, have used incentives in-house in any capacity? You know, sadly, I don't have any awesome examples. <laughs> I wish I did. Uh, but I, I think like listening to your team, like, hey, what makes you want to work here, right? Mm. What makes you want to stay here? And then leaning into that, you know, and I do, I do, I definitely see restaurants who share about their staff members or their team members on social media or an email. And I love it. I think TikTok has become a really powerful way to like make your team part of your story. Like I love restaurants that do that. Like I do not need to see more cheese pulls. You know what I mean? Like we're good. But, you know, do, do I want to watch a video of like your bartender doing something fun or your bartender like actually telling a cool story or like, yeah, I would totally watch that. And so I don't have a ton of examples, but, you know, I think that's what I would do. I think that's what I would recommend. Tell us, tell, listen, to, listen to your employees, yeah. ask them what they want, ask them what makes them stay there and get their ideas. You know, and look, if, if, yeah. if all they're saying is, hey, I wish you paid more, you're probably not paying enough, you know. <laughs> But if they're saying, hey, I would like more days off or, you know, I would like more team events or, hey, you remember that time you let everybody design a dish in the kitchen? Like that was really fun. I don't know. But, you know, I think you have to listen to your employees and ask them, like, what do you want? What would make this place better? Why are you still here? Right. Yeah. And I bet that doesn't happen enough. So, uh, yeah, take, take away take away that in your notes. I'm, I'm you know, as I, I always write stuff down, but that's one that you would write down next time you have a meeting with everybody. Get into those things that David just mentioned. Um uh, tech side, you see a lot of tech, you see a lot of marketing stuff, anything you've seen uh, operationally that folks are using to be more efficient. I know I've come across, for example, the QR codes that I can get to the menu or I can pay faster. I think those maybe free up some staff. Any other neat uh, tools or tricks you've seen people use? Well, look, I think it, it's, you know, it's no surprise at this point um, that labor is is an issue, right? It, it really is an issue. And so I would be looking for ways to operationalize my business that weren't so reliant on labor, right? From a tech side, there's things like picnic, like the pizza bot is coming. You're going to go to restaurants where all the pizza is made by a robot. Like you're going to, and it's probably yeah. going to be delicious pizza. If they're using the same ingredients and consistently, it's probably good. Um, there's a really cool company called GoTab. I love this. This is amazing. So GoTab is basically um, online ordering anywhere. So you can order from your phone. You can order from the web. You can order from a kiosk. You can order anywhere. Okay. And that's not, that's not unique. Lots of people have that. But there's a, a seamless user experience. I went to a brewery called Caboose Commons in Virginia a week ago. Jamie, no servers. Zero servers. Yeah, they just they just have runners. So you sit down at the table. Somebody in your party bangs the QR code. They start the tab. You can join my tab. I can join your tab. We can all order on our own at any speed we want. Right. And then it go. The order goes to the kitchen and then the kitchen batches based on the table. What was ordered and if it was ready. So let's say there's three tables in a row. There's Jamie's table, Rev's table, and whatever Sally's table, right? I order a beer, you order French fries, and Sally gets a cocktail, right? The kit, the tech will batch them so they come out at the same time. So the server's passing to all three tables. They're mm -hmm. not going to my table, then your table, then Sally's table, 
right? It has a ton more features than this, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but the amount of labor reduction that a system like that provides is something like 30% labor reduction. It's called GoTab. It was unbelievable. And he took me, uh, the guy that found it, took me back in the kitchen and showed me how it operated in the back of the house. I was blown away. Again, I'm a marketing person, I'm not an operations person, but it was amazing. So when you look at like, you know, talking about like tech that helps with labor, something like that, pretty amazing, right? If, if there's tech that basically can operationalize a service model that doesn't you require to have many humans, man, you got to look at that. You know what I mean? Right. And, and another one I've seen out there, there's something else called Humanly. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's tech, it's recruiting tech for restaurant, for hourly wage workers at restaurants. Mm -hmm. Hey, hey, why don't you make recruiting easier? Cool. That sounds awesome. <laughs> like, so, you know, I would go, I would go look at, if you have pizza, I would go look at Picnic. You know, they're going to be rolling out pizza robots next year. I would go look at GoTab. If you want to, if, if you want to reduce your, your, uh, you know, it's really an on-premise solution. It's really not a to-go solution. But if you want to reduce the amount of like staff you have to have on the floor serving people, GoTab is really cool. Yeah. And if you need help with recruiting, go look at Humanly. Yeah, three. All right, so three websites for folks to check out, and a lot more. Like, uh, we'll, in part of our coverage, we'll be hitting a lot more companies that that do touch on this space, that give you efficiencies. That maybe that pulls one person off 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 the shelf, off the staff floor. Maybe it pulls two. Uh, maybe it keeps more money in your bank so that you can fight against the the rise in costs and every other thing that that's going on. And you're going to have to get more efficient. Uh, for sure, that is definitely changing. So. Uh, Rev, hit them with where they can find out more about you. You've got uh, great content out there. Where can they find you? Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm at Rev CNCO on every social media platform. So if you prefer Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter, I'm at my name at R E V C I A N C I O. That's honestly the best place to get to me. I have some eBooks and some online training courses and I have a mastermind I host and other, but just find me on social media at Rev CNCO. I, I read all my DMs. If you have a question, you want to ask me something, you can't find something I said I shared. I'm on TikTok again, Rev CNCO. Just DM me. All right, I gotta I gotta check them out on the TikTok. But uh, um, uh, any dance moves there? What do we got? Uh, no, you know it's funny. Is sure for sure. I think like you know, I my TikTok feed is like food porn dance moves and cosplay. I don't know how that happened, but that, that's my, oh, and, and horror. I like horror. Uh, but I put out three types of content, all right? So I put in restaurant recommendations. Here's some awesome food at a restaurant. I put out family stuff. So like, here's a cool thing to do with your kids. And then I put out marketing tips and it's crazy. The marketing tips get three times as much engagement as the other two things, which bums me out because I really like the other content, but I might just, I might just don't, double down and just put out marketing tips. So don't, don't tell your kids they're not getting the hit the likes. <laughs> he's a funny kid too, man. He's he, he my don't kid's like five and he's got this move. Cause he, he kind of gets that. Like I create content and put it online. Like he gets that. Yeah. So if we dine out together, his thing is he wants to do the peace sign in all my food videos. So you'll see, I don't really put it on Instagram, but I put it on TikTok. You see my kid running around the background, like waving pizza. I think it's funny. So it's funny, man. All right. I appreciate you, man. All right. Jamie Oikel from runningrestaurants.com along with David Revciancio, branded strategic hospitality. I want to thank again, our folks from Performance Food Service for sponsoring the program. They are at performancefoodservice.com. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Dave. Thank you.